Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the book of Isaiah. And today we are in chapter 50. This is the third servant song. Uh, so we're seeing this growing and developing picture of what this servant Messiah uh, will be like. And so we're going to get a little bit of a glimpse of that today. So we're in chapter 50, verses 4 through 11. And Michael, if you'd read for us, that would be wonderful. Hear the word of the Lord. The sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom said, I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me, and I have listened. I have not rebelled or turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mockery and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, determined to do his will, and I know that I will not be put to shame. He who gives me justice is near. Who will dare to bring charges against me now? Where are my accusers? Let them appear. See, the sovereign Lord is on my side. Who will declare me guilty? All my enemies will be destroyed like old clothes that have been eaten by moths. Who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. But watch out. You who live in your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires. This is the reward you will receive from me. You will soon fall down in great torment. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So as I said, uh, this is the uh, third servant song. The first one was back in chapter 42, uh, which emphasized the uh, justice and the gentleness of the servant. And then the second servant song was uh, yesterday, uh, chapter 49, uh, where the, suffer, the servant begins to face resistance despite his faithfulness, despite the fact that the people say that they're looking for this kind of Davidic Messiah, this Davidic anointed one who's going to come. But uh, despite that, the servant experiences this resistance from the people. T today, that resistance goes beyond resistance to become outright persecution and violence. Um, starting in verse four, uh, the servant teaches and strengthens and encourages the weak. Uh, there's this phrase in there, morning by morning, day by day. This, there's this kind of this idea of a lifelong attentive, attentiveness to God's teaching. Um, it says, the sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he wakens me and opens my understanding to his will. So there's this daily attendance to the will of God and to the, to the scriptures. And then in verse six, we see that he gives his back and his cheek to those who uh, would do violence to him. He says, I offered my back to those who beat me and my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from, from mockery and spitting. And we're starting to get details here that make this seem more and more like it's pointing uh, clearly to uh, to Jesus. That's a, there's a reason why some people have called the book of Isaiah the fifth gospel, the idea that there's so much in here about Jesus, even though it's hundreds of years before Jesus, it seems to paint the picture of exactly the kind of person that Jesus would be. Um, now, the suffering is still unexplained. We're not told why he suffers, just that he is suffered, but we do get we do get the, the response of the servant to suffering um, in 
verse five, it says that he's uh, basically he's still obedient and faithful. And in fact, uh, in verses seven through nine, the rejection that he faces, rather than causing him to lose faith, it actually strengthens his faith and his focus on God. Uh, in verse seven, it says, because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a stone, to, a stone determined to do his will. And I know that I will not be put to shame. And then as a kind of an epilogue to this servant song, we're given kind of an encouragement for us and how we might live uh, like the servant, how we might follow in the servant's ways, verses 10 and 11, where it says, you know, if you walk in darkness, you know, uh, you know, hold on to God. So it says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys his servant? If you are walking in darkness without a ray of light, trust in the Lord and rely on your God. So there's this there's this imperative, there's this encouragement, uh, there's this plea to trust in God and, and lean on the light of God during times of darkness. But there's this contrast in verse 11, but watch out, you who live by your own light and warm yourselves by your own fires. This is the reward you will receive from me. You will soon fall down in great torment. So there's this choice. Are you going to live by the light of God when you face these times of darkness, or are you going to live by your own light? And I, I think um, maybe a, a, a Bible passage that kind of clearly lays out this same principle in a way that people have heard a lot is Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him or submit to him and he will make your path straight. There's this idea that we have choices, a choice in times of darkness where we can go God's way or we can go our own way. And the servant, uh, first of all, lives this out, um, lives by going God's way rather than his own way and calls us to do the same, to follow in the path of God in those times of darkness, rather than creating our own light to follow God's light. I, I like the way C.S. Lewis put it. He said, faith is not, and let me back up. What he said about faith is that faith is um, remembering what you have seen in the light during times of darkness. And you can imagine like if you're you know, trying to stumble through your house, uh, if, like say you know, there's a power outage and it's pitch black and there's no moon out and you can't see, um, you can decide to trust what little you can see in the dark or you can go based on what you know from from all your time in the light. And the more that you've time you've spent in the light in that house, the better you know the place. And actually you'd be able to navigate um, better than trusting your own eyes in a situation, situation like that. So faith is not a kind of a blind faith, but rather faith is a light that gives us a way to move forward in those kinds of times of darkness when there is no other light. And so uh, the, the encouragement of the servant here is to Focus on the light that we have in God and, and keep following that path rather than turning our own way and figuring out our own way during those times of darkness when we're so tempted to do whatever seems right in our own eyes, which often gets us in so much trouble because we're operating out of our emotions, out of our fear rather than out of faith. Uh, Michael, I'm wondering what you see in this passage and how you've experienced this, this same struggle as well when you face times of darkness, maybe from persecution, maybe from something else. Yeah, I think um, the thing about darkness is it does make it tough to see. And it also like just instills, I think, like a human instinct of fear. Um, so I, I really think the metaphor is helpful here in terms of like seeing God as this light. And then if we point it to Jesus, Jesus and particularly like John's words in, in his gospel, he says, um, uh, Jesus is the light of the world. And I think that is just like really powerful, um, particularly 
for me, as I think about like times in my life where I've experienced darkness, a lot of it had to do with like um, just experiencing some trouble, like trouble, troubling things at home um, when I was a kid and just how it really made it was really difficult to see God in those moments. Um, uh, but I think what what got me through were actually passages like this. I remember reading different um, uh, different verses in scripture. And, and you know, there's there's a whole kind of like way that I guess that could be interpreted of being like, was I just trying to like bypass or just trying to escape? And in some way I was. Um, but what these words did end up doing was still providing a hope and, and actually being rooted in something real. And I think that's what um, I think is that is the I've, I've discovered in scripture is really something that's helpful is even when you're not sure, like even when you're just reading the words or when you're kind of reflecting on them, these, these words are like rooted in real situations. They're real people like writing about, uh, you know, the real things. It's not, it is pointing to something further, but, or in the future, but it's also, um, was written in a, in a difficult reality in a time of darkness. Um, and so that's like, that's something that's often helpful for me to call to mind is like, um, being able to look look and put my future hope or my my hope in in who Jesus is, but also recognizing that when Isaiah or the prophet who was writing this, he was writing um, to give hope to the people there and now and to experience it um, himself as well. Yeah, as I, I think about, you mentioned uh, some dark times for yourself. When I think about uh, the times when I've really needed the light, it's been in times where there's been a decision to either forgive someone or or <laughs> to do something else especially when they're uh, i think uh, two particular situations where uh the tables were kind of turned and i was now kind of in the position of of power and i could choose to forgive the person or i could choose to give them consequences to to hurt them in essence and 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 i i, I felt like i had the moral justification to do so that that in some sense it would even be right because this is what they deserve this is what they in essence asked for and for me uh especially the way i grew up this idea of forgiveness is so contrary to the the light that i would be lighting in the dark times um <clears throat> i'd be looking for my version of justice rather than uh, being able to extend forgiveness. I'd, I'd want to burn not just bridges, but <laughs> a lot more than that uh, instead of uh, repairing bridges. And uh, during those times, it's been really hard. Um, and it, I'm not saying I'm like the servant in, in this situation, but it felt really hard. Like I was, uh, in essence, giving my my back or my cheek to receive more punishment by re-entering into a particular relationship and and doing that hard work of having to go through uh, trying to repair the relationship, knowing that it was going to cause pain, it felt like it would be so much easier and cleaner to just walk away. And and so, really, for me, I'd say one of the areas where I need God's light the most is in this area of forgiveness. And I think that's kind of appropriate, considering I think that's probably Jesus's central message. It's the the center of the the Lord's prayer when Jesus when people asked Jesus how to pray. He built right in the middle of it, said, you know, forgive us our trespasses or our sins or our debts uh, in the way that we forgive others. In essence, basically praying, God, forgive us in the same manner and same degree that we extend forgiveness to others. And in case we, we think that that's really not what Jesus is saying, when you go back and you read it and Jesus explains to his disciples afterwards, he says, for if you do not forgive 
your brothers and sisters from your heart, then your father, heavenly father will not forgive you either. And so he makes it crystal clear after the prayer that if we're trying to dodge that, that that's what's going on. And I've so needed that light of the servant who's saying, you know, this is how I'm living. I'm inviting you to live in the same way. And there's life on the other side. So I, I don't know where, for those of you who are watching with us or listening to us on the podcast, um, I don't know where you experience that kind of darkness where you're tempted to light your own way. Um, but whatever it is, I, the encouragement here is just like the servant to to turn to God daily, to, to focus on God, to, to see the path that God has lit, and in those dark times to follow that rather than seeking to light your own fire and light your own way. Uh, Michael, I'm wondering if you have any uh, final uh, reflections and if you'd be willing to close us in prayer. Yeah, I think my um, final reflection is probably on the first verse that we read where it says, the sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. And so like, I always want to like, remember to turn. It's so easy to be like, oh, God is this light for me, but it's like, oh wait, God has given me this wisdom or, or perhaps is shining this light in my darkness so that I can then be a comfort to others who are experiencing um, that darkness or that weariness that we, you know, just as um, Jesus is the, uh, Jesus is the light. Um, he says that we are the light of the world. I actually misquoted that earlier, um, but it's this light that we can then shine, but it's because we have the light of God, the light of Jesus within us. And I, and I've experienced that I think more and more recently, particularly as like a student pastor, where I think I'm becoming more open about seasons of darkness in my life where I've seen, but where I see God's light shining through, where I see that ray. Uh, and I'm just, all I'm able to do is like really offer that ray to someone else to, to say like, this is a way that God has shined this light in my darkness. And I hope that it can be um, a light in yours. And, and, and I think what's important about that is I'm not trying to fix their problem, not trying to say this is this is a, the solution, but saying, hey, this is something I've experienced. And this is the way that God has really um, cast that fear, cast that darkness out of my life. And I want to offer it to you. Uh, Michael, would you pray for us? Yeah. Lord, thank you for these words. Thank you for shining light in our darkness and for being a hope that we can truly trust in. God, I pray that we would be people who um, would be able to offer comfort to others as you offer comfort to us. And I pray we would seek you day by day. Um, you would be the one that we fear and the one that we serve so that we can then love and serve others. It's your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Michael, for joining me tonight and th joining us tonight. Everyone, thank you for being here. I hope you can continue with us uh, over this next week leading up to Thanksgiving because we're getting into uh, some of the... I think really the high points of this book where we're seeing even more clearly the portrayal of who this Messiah would be. Uh, and, and you'll see why they call this a fifth gospel. So I, I hope you're able to join us throughout this next week. Go in peace.